Welcome to another episode of Average Reviews, where we review things averagely. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Chris. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of Average Reviews. I'm your host, Tabitha. I'm your other host, not Tabitha. Amazing. That's how you shall forever be known now. Fair enough. I can live with that. I'm happy to be not Tabitha. Yeah, but that means you're always going to be linked with me. I'll always be linked with you, whatever. Can't get away from you. And how is that my fault? It's not. Exactly. But it's life, isn't it? Oops. Breaking stuff up. Yeah, that's exactly what happened there. So, let's just get right into it. Because we have a bit. As in a bit to do. I understand that. I thought you meant like a bit as in a comedy bit. I was like, did not know about that. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, who's on first? Death on the Nile. (laughs) I was actually doing a comedy bit then, but it's before I understood. Time. Well, I lo- I kind of understood. Good, because I've shown it to you before. It's the best comedy skit ever. Right. Death on the Nile. <laughs> Just brush over that then. Yeah. Okay. So, this has... This stars... Uh, no. Jesus, I nearly said Russell Branner then. <laughs> Doesn't star Jesus. <laughs> so funny. I know. Right, it stars Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Kenneth Branagh. Tom Bateman. No idea. Well, who is he or who does he play? Who does he play? I don't know who he is either, so I just wonder why he's um, first. Book. Oh, yeah. the guy that, yeah. Russell the Brand- friend of Quaro. Yeah. Okay. Russell Brand. Um, wow. IMDb does not like this. You? No, it's basically, it's got those four people and then just soldiers. There's not, so it also stars. Gal Emma Gatto. Ma- Gal Gatto, Emma Mackey. French uh, and Saunders. Yeah. Um, Actual cannibal army hammer. (laughs) And um, Letitia Wright, I believe her name is. I think so, yeah. A few other people. Loads of people. Yeah, famous. And none of them are listed. None of them are listed, which is very, very weird. (laughs) IMDb just hates these actors, clearly. Wow. Anyway, what did you think, Father? Um, Just to preface this episode, it's been a long time since <laughs> I've seen some of these things. Yeah. I've been very busy with work. My brain is all over the place. So I'm going to be a bit shit. And that means shitter than normal. So bear that in mind. Um, I enjoyed it, from what I can remember. Um from what I gather it's 
exactly the same story as the book. So anyone that's read the book is not going to get any of the oh, gotcha moments, which aren't exactly gotcha moments, to be honest. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, it was acted all right, and it looked nice. It had a reasonable flow to it, but I wasn't really blown away by it. I was quite disappointed by it. I it started with war, which was really odd and off time. Yeah, it just didn't feel right. And then Well you've got to think, think about war anyway. That is true. And then um I don't know. There were bits of it that were really obviously CGI and it just kind of felt a bit ugh. Like just it it felt bad. Um, the acting was good. I'll give you that, but I don't know. I feel like the story is a little bit boring, which isn't necessarily the film's fault. That might just be Agatha Christie's fault. Well, yeah, it's a story of its time in a way. That's exactly how they were written back. Oh God, excuse me, back then. Oh my God, I've you just eaten. Me. I've just eaten. I've rushed through to get to this. Absolutely disgusting. You're welcome. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I I wasn't a huge... You know, our podcast has gone downhill so fast. <laughs> it wasn't very high to start with. I'm actually embarrassed. I feel like... Right, what we're going to do No, is... we're not. You said this to start with, and it, none of that happened. What it is, is just you and me talking about stuff we've watched. That's what it's devolved into. That's what it will mm. be, because that's how we deal with it best. We've we've got well, no structure. We don't take notes. We leave it too long in between recordings and stuff. <laughs> At the, the moment, problem... we don't see enough stuff to cover one every week or whatever. So it just needs to be an informal chat between us, just talking about what we've been watching. I know. It's just the only problem is I feel like we don't get to, like we don't get to talk about them enough. Like I'm sure I had loads of things to say, but because we leave it so long, I. We we need to get better at it, just yeah. for my sake. No, that's fine. And if it is a case that you want to talk more about specifics, we can cover less in them and just do them more often then. I've yeah, not I think got we a should major do that. issue with that. Maybe just do like half-hour episodes or whatever instead of trying to do an hour's worth. Yeah, I think we should. We'll, we'll find our stride. Yeah, we've only been going like, Nearly two years. No, nearly two, two years. years. Christ we, almighty. And we've probably only done about one, 20. Yeah, we've literally done like 27 or something. And we start, our first one came out on the 29th of May 2020. Nice. It's ridiculous. So we're coming up on a two-year anniversary soon. Yeah. The only reason I know this is because, and I will now just slip this in now, um, I was talking about it with my English class because we were talking about how we think we should create a Temple Run film. And I know it sounds stupid, but we there, there's grounds to it. We could make it. So if anyone wants to, like, if anyone's interested in seeing a Temple Run film, um, give us a load of money Fundus, and we will yes. do it. Yeah. Average Me, Reviews Presents. Me, my dad, and my English class will all join together and create the best temporal run film that will ever, ever be created. Yes. If they've managed to make a film out of battleships, you can make a film out of temporal run. Precisely. 
Precisely. Anyway, what would you rate death on the Nile? Oh, is that it then? <laughs> um, well, I've not got anything else to say because I can't flipping remember it. I know. it's It's been... I just remember not really weeks. enjoying it that much. It's been a while. Uh, six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Okie dokie. So, that's that one done. Next, we will, next we'll move on to Uncharted. So this is based on the game of the same name. And basically it's about this kid called Nathan Drake who Who's gets... not meant to be a kid. <laughs> no. Who gets... Um, like picked Doing up well. by <laughs> this treasure hunter called Sully. And then Just they go out and... By. I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> like he hits on him and takes him out on a date. No, the other kind of picked up. <laughs> so, yeah. This stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, you, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. Bander- Banderas. Ban- I was close. Give me a break. It's Sophia... not a hard name. Shut up. Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and some other people, as always. So, we went into this thinking it was going to be absolutely terrible. And um, it wasn't much better than that, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Pretty much. We went in with such low expectations. And we were still almost disappointed. It just... eh. No offence to him. Tom Holland is not Nathan Drake. No. Mark Wahlberg is not Sully. Mark Wahlberg is barely a human being. I really don't like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Ripping into people today. I really, really don't like him. <laughs> so far on the podcast today, we've covered a cannibal and a racist. Actual cannibal. An actual racist. <laughs> like, he hate-crimed people. He literally hate-crimed people. I know, I know. Disgusting. But no, I agree. We both think that it would have been... A pajillion, that's not a word, times better if um, Nathan Fillion had played Nathan Drake. Well, to be honest, that um, sort of five-minute teaser that Nathan Fillion did is better than this whole film. The whole film. There's very few redeeming qualities from it. it... But it... The thing is, it wasn't like an absolutely horrific film. It was just boring. The set pieces in it were crap. I the didn't think they were that bad. Visual effects in it were awful. Like I the think whole... they were better than Death on the Nile, though, to be perfectly yeah, honest. But the whole running across the crates falling out the Oh, back that of was plane, bad. It's just... No. Where's and the then... logic in that? Getting in a car, falling onto the car, jumping from the car to the crate, blah, blah, blah. It's just no, And yet surviving whole... the whole thing. Yeah, that whole set piece was just awful. I agree with you. It's, yes, it's based on a computer game. Yes, computer games are not realistic. But if you're doing a film, you either go 
all the way and do it as a computer game type film and just go proper tongue in cheek, or you do it as a realistic film. This meshed the two and it was just awful. It didn't work. No, it was really juxtaposing. Mm. So, yeah. Bad film. Even, uh, like I I can't think of one redeeming thing from it. It was literally just like every other action film you have ever watched. Maybe slightly worse. (laughs) There was just nothing original about it at all. That's true. It was literally just a waste of two hours. Even like the homages they tried to give to the game fell flat. Yeah, like if you're going to do a cameo for the guy who voices him, maybe don't make it really, really obvious that you're putting this cameo in and like making it stick out like a sore thumb. It really was shoehorned in so bad. Like I didn't, if I'd have just seen that man, I would not have known that he was the actor. But because they made it so obvious, like it was made so apparent, I was like immediately clocked it. Oh, It's not just that as well, but like they took some set pieces more or less straight out of the game series. And again, they just fell flat. Like the whole falling off the back of the plane holding the crates was one of them. And there's a couple of others. And it's just like, no, just don't. Mm, Don't ruin it. (laughs) Yeah. If you can't do it well, just don't do it. Yeah. So, yes, I did not. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It just shouldn't be an Uncharted film for one. No, 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 no. And it just wasn't good. It was a thorough... It could have been so much better. It just wasn't. And we knew it it wasn't going to be. It should have been so much better. The good thing is Tom Holland kind of admits it's not good. Yeah, but the material it was based on, you could make such a great film from that completely agree and this just misses the mark across the board what are you going to rate it four I'm going to rate it a six well that makes me feel bad (laughs) that's that's that done wow that was fun (laughs) two down in 15 minutes we're smashing it we've only got about another six to go we've got five to go does so that next, include the Adam project? Yes. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about The Batman, an actual film that we enjoyed. So, this is about Batman. This stars... <laughs> the name may give it away. <laughs> this stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, and other people, Andy John Serkis. Totoro. John Turturro, yeah, Peter Skarsgård. I could keep going, but I'm not going to because that's a waste of time. Yes. So, yeah, basically this is the new latest Batman film. It's still, like, it's quite a dark film. It's... um. It tried I... to be a dark film. Well, yeah, it tried to be. I have some some thoughts about that. Okay. Which I will now tell you. I don't know why That's I just like, awkwardly paused. <laughs> um, so basically, I went into this expecting it to be 
I don't know why, but I had in my mind that it was an 18. And I expected it to be really dark and quite gory and brutal. And it was not gory enough for me. It just, it, I can understand why. And I can understand that they wanted it to be more family friendly to an extent. Because I don't even know what rating it is. It's a 15. Oh, okay. But it, it like, it hints that there's gore and it doesn't shy away from the gory subjects it just doesn't show the gore and in my opinion it would have made it better if they did show the gore but then again at this point I'm so used to things just showing the gore that it felt strange to not see the gore Okay, I said gore way too many times in that sentence you really did and it's well that's one takeaway from it anyway as well but But yeah I did enjoy it I did genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, same as you. I went in with really low expectations again for this. I thought Robert Pattinson was an odd choice for Bruce Wayne and Batman. I thought Paul Dano would have been a great choice for the Riddler. Um, he did do well. Yeah, and I like you said, I enjoyed it. One thing I will say, it's a bloody long film and it feels like a long film. See, I didn't think it felt like that much of a long film. Oh, it really did for me. It's There were several times where I thought, oh, it's just wrapping up. And then it just sort of went into a new story beat. Oh, it's wrapping up a new story beat. It, just, it crammed so much into it and there was just so much fluff and additional baggage on it that to me when I came out of it I was almost exhausted because it it did drag for me in places and it just drained me I I enjoyed it more than you did I think because it definitely didn't feel like it was that long of a film for me and I think that you're saying that in retrospect because when you came out of it you didn't I said it was a long film. Yeah, but you didn't seem to be as negative about it as you are being I'm now. Not, I'm not being... I'm not, well, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying it's a very long film. And the more I have thought about it, the more I've thought, yeah, it could have cut out a lot. I did enjoy it. It had some really good scenes. Like, um, the, I know it's been in all the trailers and everything, but the one where um, Robert Pattinson's walking down that dark hallway, all the guns are going off and he's fighting them in the dark. Yeah. And just, the flashes of the muzzles are like what's light in the scene. That was brilliant, really well done. And there are some other bits like that in it, but I just think it fell just a tiny bit short of what it in the end could have actually been. Like I say, I went into it with really low expectations and I was pleasantly surprised, but having now watched it, I think it could have done a better job if it just trimmed the fat a little bit. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that. But yeah, I, well, as you say, mentioned, oh, I was just going to say, as you mentioned earlier, Paul Dano did do a good job as the Riddler, and it is a very good portrayal of the Riddler as well. Yeah, I agree. He definitely, he like full-on nailed, he's a serial killer. He like looked like a serial killer. It was very, very creepy. Like, you know, when you, you, you watch those shows and you see the pictures of the serial killers and you're like, right, okay, you're a serial killer. <laughs> he looked exactly like a serial killer. 
I think they cast that very well. Yeah, um, and not just cast it, but he did just perform played, it very well yeah, as well. Very, very well. But I will say, I think that Robert Pattinson did a good job. I you think surprised he did do me. a yeah. He he. I think that a lot of people, because of like his Twilight days and things like that, they don't see him as a, a very good actor. The same thing happened with Kristen Stewart. People saw what she did with Twilight and were just kind of like they wrote her off. And then she came out with Spencer and Spencer was incredible. Like, I still have that like perception in my mind that, okay, that was a really, really good film. And she did an absolutely amazing job with it. And I think that Robert Pattinson is going to have a really, really big career ahead of him. There are a few things that we still need to watch, like The Lighthouse, that are supposed to be really, really good. And yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes next because playing Batman is a big thing. So I think he might have a really, really good career ahead of him. Yeah, like I say, really surprised me because I went in thinking he was just an oddly cast person for it. And it's not your typical Batman in a way. Definitely not your typical Bruce Wayne. But mm, I yeah. think he performed really well and did a great job for what it was. It was a nice new take on Batman. I still don't understand why if you're this multi-billionaire who also like goes and fights crime, though, very publicly, why... As Bruce Wayne, you'd be so out there and in the public eye because there's going to be. Well, he wasn't, was he? Hang on a minute. Well, he still wasn't. He still was a bit that I'm on about. If you're this multi-billionaire, be a recluse. There's so many billionaires that are recluses. Just do that, and then do your Batman thing on the side. It's a different kind of billionaire, though, isn't it? Because his dad was in the public eye, so he's just going to be in the public eye. By de facto. Yeah, I know the like, story. I know that I'm just explaining to you. I know, that... I know, but I'm just saying if you're doing a crime fighting thing, vigilante kick, then you shouldn't be as in the public eye in your normal persona because someone down the line is going to say, even with the Don't mask, look he looks remarkably like... like him. Yeah. And oh, hang on, I've never seen you and him in the same room. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> it's it's just always irked me with. Not this, but with Batman itself. Yeah. I know there have uh, been ones where they've got around it by like having Alfred dress up as Batman to sort of throw everyone off the trail so there's Batman and Bruce Wayne in the same room, blah, blah, blah. But that's getting off track. Yeah. On the topic of Alfred, I am so used to seeing Alfred being an older man that this was really, really weird for me. I, I kind liked of, it. I, I, I didn't mind it, but I kind of prefer him older because it just taps into that like father son thing. And well, it was I don't still know. there because Andy it was I just... is old enough to be Robert Pattinson's dad, probably. Probably, but I don't know. I feel like I connect with it more if he's older. I have absolutely no idea about that now, and I've probably done one of them a massive disservice. No, I think you're probably right because Robert Pattinson's only like in his early twenties, and right. Let's see. It's off, is he? 
or thirties. Robert Pattinson, thirty-five. I've got to say, he's not in his early twenties. Andy Circus, born in sixty-four. Fifty-seven. So yeah, he can definitely yeah. be his dad. Yeah. So yeah, and the way the they portrayed it as well, it was very much that he want he saw himself as a father to Bruce Wayne, even yeah. if Bruce Wayne didn't reciprocate. No, Bruce Wayne did reciprocate. To a degree. No, he definitely and, did. And only when it was suitable. Mm, no, I think he just struggles with... I, I think there's probably a large amount of guilt that comes with that. And I think the whole... This Batman, the whole motivation behind him is kind of like guilt and trauma. He's... It's really, really strange because he's presented as being a very vulnerable man while also being this really tough superhero. And it's, I don't know, I kind of liked that duality. That's what Batman is. That's the whole point behind him, that that there is that duality, like you say. The best Batman stories, the ones where it touches on both of those things strongly. I think that's something that's been lost in some of the more recent Batmans. It's all been about like the action rather than the like Batman story, giving him his motivations and making him a character who is clearly like suffering from this pain, as opposed to just being like this really horrible person who no one really wants to be around because he's just being an absolute douche. Speaking of his motivations as well, I like how they didn't really go into his background, his like origin story. Yeah, it was touched on, but that's all you need to do. Everyone knows the Batman story. There's enough of it out there. You, every time you reboot it, you don't need to do the whole. Oh, my parents died. I was there. Blah blah blah. It touched on it, yeah, but it spent very little time on it. Especially it when it's such a point. stupid backstory. <laughs> like okay. okay what I get from it what I've understood is that what is happens this, this backstory or the general no, Batman this is backstory. just like the general back, Batman's backstory what happened is his parents were killed in an impossible mugging accident and then he ended up in some <laughs> kind of mugging accident <laughs> yeah you know oops sorry I, I mugged you there <laughs> And then he ended up in a well with bats and he was so traumatised by bats he wanted to be a bat to harness his fear or something. Which makes no sense. Uh, Don't get me started. I don't like... (laughs) I'm not. I don't like the the whole Batman very much. I enjoyed this film. I did enjoy this film. But I just... I don't like the character of Batman because I find him stupid. Better than Superman. Yeah, better than Superman. We can all agree. Superman just, he's boring. He has too many powers. Anyway, we need to rate it. We do. What are you rating it? It's a tough one. Like I say, I went in really low. I was pleasantly surprised. I still don't think it was a great film. So I will say seven and a half. I'm saying eight. Nice. Okay, now we're going to move on to The Adam Project. And as you can see, though, The Batman was one of the ones we've seen recently, which is why we could spend a bit more time on it. Yep. 
and the Adam project we watched even more recently, so we can spend loads of time on it. Uh, um, I doubt it. <laughs> me too. So this is basically about a, a world where time travel is possible, so a person goes back to the past, obviously, um, because he's trying to find his wife, and then he comes across, like, he goes to the wrong year and finds his 12-year-old self, and it's about them having to try and fight off the bad guys and... Go back further in time, find their dead dad, save the and world. And then go forwards blah, blah, blah. in time. Yeah. Well, they don't even go forwards in no, time, they... do they, you fool? Shh. Well, no, if so... you just not said anything, then that was it. I know. But then you're giving false information. So, this film stars trumpets Ryan Reynolds. We love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, I don't know if any of you know that. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I'm pretty sure we've talked about <laughs> it several times. It's not like we've um, got a life-size cardboard cutout of Ryan Reynolds or anything. We don't. I do. Yeah, but I'm claiming it. Uh, I claim partial At my ownership. death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it stars Ryan Reynolds and Walker Scobell, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, which I'm very happy about because we got to have a 13 going on 30 reunion, like a little reunion, which was adorable. Um, Zoe Saldana and Catherine Keener, and then some other people, as always. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Uh, no, I I really enjoyed this film. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't, but I really enjoyed it. And um, it was just so Ryan Reynolds. It was perfect. Yeah, as we've said several times before, if you enjoy Ryan Reynolds, you'll enjoy this. It is Ryan Reynolds being a version of Ryan Reynolds, which I know a lot of people hate on, but I love if it. If it works, it works. Just exactly. It, oh, just I love him so much. He has such a like sarcastic kind of like thing to him, and it just oh, you stick him with the right. Go on. I was just going to say, Walker Scoble as a young Ryan Reynolds in this absolutely nailed that as well. Oh, yeah, really, really did. He's exactly what you'd expect an old, like, modern-day Ryan Reynolds to be as a kid. He just absolutely nailed it. The the kind of, like, um, what's the word? chemistry between the two of them was really good like you could you could tell the the kid kind of like admired ryan reynolds and they they were kind of jeering off each other a lot and it it worked really really well it was really nice and it made me cry so many times i i wasn't expecting i know but i wasn't going into it i wasn't expecting that it would be sad and then they started talking about how his dad died and everything, and it just kind of, like, got to me. And then the end was, like, really cute and sweet, and it made me cry. So, it was good. It was a good film. I really, I did enjoy it a lot. It was a good film, yeah. It wasn't a great film, it was a good film. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you there. 
but it was Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, exactly. If you like him, you'll really like this. If you don't like him, maybe don't it... watch it. No, give it a go. He'll win you over eventually. Oh, he always yeah. does. He always does. He's the only like a few months ago. Me and my friend of group um, group of friends were talking about all the actors that we liked, and Ryan Reynolds was the only person that we could agree on. Like, no one had anything to say wrong about him. Everyone just loves Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds is just the supreme human being. He even won out of a long-time listener, short-time participant, Bethany, as well. So, Ryan, if you're listening to this, send us a message. Get a life. That too, not that we want to offend you, just in case you actually are listening. Not that you are. I'll happily offend you if you're listening to this. (laughs) But yeah, send us a message and um, come on the show. I will, I will, I will die. Um, (laughs) But yeah, do that, please. And listeners, if you are so inclined, send him a message to send us a message. And we can all have happy times. That sounds so wrong, Tab. It did. I meant that with the purest intentions. (laughs) You want Ryan Reynolds to come on the show so you can have happy times with him. (laughs) Oh, my God. You said it. No, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I I thought that the film, the message of the film was really sweet. The the it was really comedic and funny, and it was really heartfelt. And you know what I didn't like. What didn't you like? Parts of the CG, the de aging of Catherine Keener at times was janky as fuck. It was weird, wasn't it? And the um, picture with a young Mark Ruffalo, a young Catherine Keener. Oh yeah, the they were young... bad. It's like uh, you work for a multi-million dollar budget film. You can't get basic Photoshop right. Just two pictures to look like they belong together. <laughs> it's such a misfire on something like this. And it just instantly takes me out of like the any um, engagement this. that I've had with it. Yeah, no, I felt exactly just, the same way. You look at it and you just think, no, that's wrong. Why, why is that there? It's uh, it's a really nitpicky thing to pick up on, but it's such a bugbear for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I, it was something I also definitely noticed. Yeah, it's like you see stuff online that all these like amateurs do, and it puts that to shame. And these are people that work for like industry-leading graphic effects companies and stuff. Yeah. And they can't just get basic Photoshop to look right. And it's not even like the people they're trying to do it of haven't had huge careers where they can just pick out pictures of them both yeah. when they were younger yeah. and merge them together. I and mean, there are probably uh, pictures uh, of um, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo when they were younger because of 13 going on 30. I'm sure they could have found some of them together that they could have used. It's, it's just awful. But the film itself was really good, and there were bits of the CG that were really good. Like I yeah. think the the how they all like disintegrated. I thought that was really nicely done. 
and the ships the ship, appearing, disappearing, and everything. They were and, really good. That was yeah. that was really good. Yeah, it's not the whole stuff. It's just the de aging was shit, and just learn Photoshop. Yeah, there was something I can't remember what it was that I was watching, but there was something where it was really, really obvious that someone was walking on a green screen. Um, I can't remember. So there you go, guys. That's that's my um, little takeaway from whatever film it was that I watched. I could at one point tell that they were walking on a green screen. What the film was is a mystery to us all. So you're not even on about this? I don't know. I can't remember if it's this or if it's just something else that I've watched. No, it was the thing we were watching with Beth over the weekend. It was the American weather. What? When we were flicking through the channels, we found an American news no, channel. No, 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 no. That was what you were talking about. I didn't have any issue with that. Uh, okay. I'm talking I don't about know what you're film. on about then. Me either. But anyway, what would you rate um, The Adam Project? Eight. I'm giving it an 8.5 because Ryan Reynolds just, he gives it that extra 0.5 every time. Uh trying not to factor that in oh no you've got to factor that in that's how you that's how we do things we never said that we were objective then it's an 8.5 then yeah there we go there we go (laughs) right next we're going to move on to something that i watched relatively recently and you watched many many years ago dead poet society oh jesus now you are taking me back (laughs) yeah so this is a film about a teacher who comes into a boys boarding school and he's teaching English literature and he's basically just getting the kids really enthusiastic about poetry which is something that they'd never been enthusiastic about before. It and, is the you know, oh teacher my teacher one isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this film stars and it's so weird to see all these people young the weirdest thing um so this stars the late robin williams we love robin williams the man is a legend um robert sean sean leonard (laughs) you even mess up the most basic english (laughs) names for fuck's sake i know sean (laughs) um ethan hawke Josh Charles, um, Dylan Cusman, Elilon. I don't know why I picked the hard one. <laughs> so what's his Jim name? Austin. Right. No, 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 no. Go back. What was his name? Elilon Ruggiero. No, Ruggiero. Ruggiero. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Alelon Ruggiero. Yeah, we'll go with that. That sounds so right. Um, but yeah, I I loved this film. My God, did I love this film. This film hit every single part of me I needed it to hit. Oh, it was... I love this film. I would gladly re-watch this film now. <laughs> I think you enjoyed it. I loved it, Father. It was, it was such a good film. So 
you need a bit of context about me to understand why I enjoyed this film so much. I'm a real big nerd and I really, really love school and I have a strange attachment to English teachers and I love English. It's my favourite subject. I could go on for hours and hours talking about my English, my English class, the text that we study. I don't shut up in English class. I literally do not shut up. And Forever. And this film just... I, I related to it so much and I related to feeling that kind of connection to a teacher, especially a teacher that's teaching you something in a way that makes you feel passionate. And oh, it just, it got to me. I was, after I'd finished watching it, I was proper like ugly crying, ran upstairs, <laughs> just sat on the bathroom floor and contemplated my life for five minutes. Oh, such a good film. And absolute, unexpectedly dark. Absolute powerhouse performance by Robin Williams as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 100%. He, you just, you get passion from him. Like, he's not an English teacher, but you feel like he's an English teacher that you want to have. I Sometimes you forget how good people can be at acting. And then you come across Robin Williams again, and you're just like, this man. He knew what he was doing. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but if you haven't watched One Hour Photo. I haven't. I've never even heard of it. Find it somewhere or watch it. It's, again, a Robin Williams film, and it is so against type for him, and he absolutely kills it. Such a great performance. I will watch it. It's available on Disney Plus by the looks of it. Cool. But yeah, no. that's your plans for the evening after this. <laughs> yeah. I I I thought, oh, there's also Turning Red that's come up. Oh wow. Yeah, it came out watch. earlier this week, I think, or at the weekend. I'm watching that at some point soon then. Um but no, Dead Poet Society was so good. It just oh I've I've got nothing but love to give to this film. It's a classic und- for a reason. I, yeah, it was literally exactly what I was about to say. I can understand why this is a classic. And I would recommend this to anyone. This is oh, incredible, incredible cinema. I just, I loved it. Oh, I, I don't, it, it made, oh, oh, just, there you go. <laughs> So sometimes I get really into things and then words fail me and this is one of those times. But and no, it's the, so funny when it happens in real life. You get it's so bad. frustrated. I get so frustrated. But I'd give this film a 9.5. 9.25 for me. Yeah. Such a good film. I I can't even I need to tell my English teacher how much I enjoyed it. I haven't... His favourite... One of his favourite films is Seven. I just thought that was an interesting thing to tell everyone. Good film? Very good film. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. It's one of the films that got me into, like, enjoying Brad Pitt's films. That and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is really strange because it's not even like it's um, an amazingly performed film, if that makes sense. But it's an enjoyable romp. Oh, it's an enjoyable romp. It very much is. But no, Dead Poet Society, if any of you haven't watched it, 
go watch it. Go watch it now. It's it's just incredible. I just want to hug him. I just really want to give the teacher a, a hug. So much. Anyway. So. I'm moving on to some things that I've watched myself. Because I recently have kind of got into Wes Anderson films. I really like how he's got this unique directing style and all his films... Quirky. Yeah, quirky. And I, I, I don't know why, but it's just something about it being so quirky. Just really... I really enjoy. I really do. I think it's great fun. So I recently watched The Grand Budapest Hotel and The French Dispatch. And we are running out of time slightly, so I'm going to kind of speed through them a bit. Um, but... Basically, he's just got this really fun and bright and kind of strange vibe to his films that I just, I really, really enjoyed. So yeah, you refuse um, to watch Isle of Dogs. I'll get to it eventually, but it just freaks me out a bit. I don't understand why. It just, I don't, I don't like the dogs. I'm sure the film itself is amazing. I just don't like the dogs. Well, explain why. Because they look wet. <laughs> it's kind of like the it's like the dogs from Coraline. They look wet and it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so the Grand Budapest Hotel star stars Ray Fines, um F. Murray Abraham, Mateo Amalric, Willem Dafoe. Jeff Goldblum, Jude Law, Bill Murray, a bunch of other people, a bunch of people who you see in Wes Anderson films quite a lot. Saoirse Ronan, I love Saoirse Ronan. Um, and then the French Dispatch stars Benicio del Toro, Adrian Brody, who is also in the other one. Tilda Swinton, who is also in the other one. Um, Leah, or Leah Sedou, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet. Um, just, you know, the typical people from a Wes Anderson film. Bill Murray, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Tony Revoli, or oh, no, 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 no. Let's try again. Revolori. Rev- who are you looking um, All right. Revolori. Revolori. Oh, oh my God, it is as well. (laughs) Revolvo. Why did I do that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Even I may be saying it wrong, but I'm a hell of a lot closer than you are. (laughs) Yeah. He was also in Spider-Man. Anyway. Um... I just, I really, really liked them both. I think I preferred the French Dispatch. I'm not sure why. I haven't seen it. You should see it. It's really good. From what I can remember, I enjoyed the Grand Budapest. And I just, there's something so fresh about them. And I really appreciate them. I've really really did enjoy them a lot and I think that Wes Anderson 
is a very good director for being able to have so much of himself in his films. Like, to be able to have your film so very characteristically yours is just amazing to me. That's how I'd... That's how I'd want to do directing. I'd want to make my films my films. That's it. They're quirky. They're unique, but they are a hundred percent Wes Anderson at the same time as well. You know from watching it, it's his film. And they're good. They have this really strange, like everything's slightly uncomfortable, but in a really good way. And it makes me feel less embarrassed about being so awkward. That's... Okay, I can see that. <laughs> but no, I would rate The French Dispatch an 8.5 and The Grand Budapest an 8.25. I will say 7.75 for Grand Budapest because I can't really remember it, but I know I enjoyed it. So that is me done. Good to know. Have you got anything that you want to very quickly add? I don't think I've really watched anything else. Um, I watched Reacher, in fact. I really enjoyed that, uh, based on the Jack Reacher series of books by Lee Childs. Oh. It's based off of the first book in the series, which is The Killing Fields. No, nope, um, The Killing Floor. Killing Floor, same thing. Um. And it was just done really, really well. And that's one where they put Lee Childs in as a cameo, and it is just he's there as a cameo, just gone there and gone. Not liking Tullerin. Well, that's good. Which I can't even remember. Uncharted. Uncharted, that's the one, yeah. Right. But, yeah, it was just... Oi. It's so much better than the two films that have been done with Tom Cruise. It's yeah. just very good series. It's a hundred percent Jack Reacher. I will watch it at some point. Um, other than that, oh. I am watching the original Critical, like season one of Critical Role on YouTube. Really enjoying that. Um, watching Ink Master a lot. Really enjoying that, which surprised me. And other than that, not a lot. I've not read anything new. I've not listened to anything new. I've not played anything new, even though there are a shitload of new things out that I'd like to play. But there we go. I have two more things to say. I have one more quickly, in fact. Go quickly. Go, go. Um, WWE 2K22, my GM mode. I'd like to review that. And... It's the only reason I bought the game. I used to love the GM mode in the old SmackDown versus Raw games, but this is just a huge disappointment. It's so limited. There's just nowhere near as much freedom as you used to have. There's only a handful of matches, and it's just it's it's something. It scratches that itch, but then it comes back very quickly. So I'm very disappointed in it. So just for the GM mode, I'll give it a six out of ten. Moving on, thank you very much. That's not at all where I thought that was going to go, but um, I will go next. So, <clears throat> I'm done I, now. Yeah, I recently watched... Um, well, it's not that recently anymore, but um, this is going to hurt. It's basically, it's based on a book by Adam Kay 
which is about um, a, a doctor who works on the labor ward in the NHS. And it's just basically giving a very realistic view of how his job is. And I, I loved it. I went, th- I watched it in an afternoon while I was knitting. I was literally sat there for an entire afternoon, just knitting, watching this um, TV show. And I genuinely I adored it. It, was very very um emotional in places it was very heartfelt it was funny it, it was just i definitely recommend it so if anyone is even remotely interested in medicine or anything like that go give it a watch it, it's really really good and i want to end this on a very happy note by giving my english class a shout out as weird as that sounds so as i mentioned earlier in earlier in the week we were or earlier last week we were discussing like temple and film and then we got into the conversation about how i have a podcast and everyone was so sweet about it everyone was like that's really because interested they haven't listened to it that's true but everyone was really interested and asking what it was called and that kind of thing um so i said i'd give them all a shout out and so this is me giving my english class a shout out and even though my teacher wasn't involved in this because he was off i want to give him a shout out as well because i love him he's amazing he's a great teacher so yeah shout out to all those people what what yeah you are all amazing you have made my english class and english lessons very very fun and i appreciate you all Lots of love. <laughs> XOXO. Don't take it too far. That was a joke that my generation will understand. Don't take it too far. Anyway, I'm now done. About time. Rude. I'm just thinking what the listeners are thinking. Well, you're not a listener, so you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Fair point. All right, I'm off then. Peace yep. out. All right, bye. We will be nice, back nice at some knowing point. You. We will catch up on whatever we've missed and we'll watch some more stuff between now and then. And hopefully and will... the next one will be um, shorter. Yes, and we will oh! review things averagely. What? Last thing, literally last thing, very quickly. Oh, my God. I recently watched The the Boys Diabolical, or whatever it was called, an animated series on oh, Amazon yeah. Prime. It was very good. Every episode is independent. Every episode's a new story and a new um, animation style. It's very good. It's very funny, and I would definitely recommend it if you enjoyed The Boys. That is me done. 8 out of 10. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, we need to have a conversation about that at some point. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. I would I would agree, 8 out of 10. Okay, goodbye. Thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate Don't forget to your all peanuts. of your time. I want to die now. Goodbye. You started to throw that one out there again, knowing that your friends will probably listen to it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> goodbye. You, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to understand it, go back, listen to the first few episodes. That'll clue you up. Yeah, Peace. only the first few episodes, because after that we forget about it. No, it's because you tell me not to do it, so I don't It do returns it. periodically. You say that, but it's because <laughs> you forget. I remember every time we do one. That is embarrassing. <laughs> it really is.
You're just lucky um, I don't do it every time. Yes. And on that note, thank you for listening. We've had a great time. We hope you return. Goodbye. Please return. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Average Reviews. We're always on the lookout for feedback or requests, so if you do have anything, please contact us. Email is requests at averagereviews.co.uk. As the name suggests, any requests you've got, but we also take any other kinds of feedback. Um, We've got a website, www.averagereviews.co.uk, which doesn't get updated very often, to be honest, but we will be trying to get that up to date more often. Easiest way to reach us would probably be on Twitter, which is Podcast. There is a handle of average reviews that we would like. If you're the owner, please get in touch. Otherwise, we will stay as Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good life. (laughs)